Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Peter. How you doing? Well, good morning, Paul. How are you? And welcome to New Radio Media. We're here on New Radio Media and talking biz on a snowy Saturday morning in December. It is definitely snowing outside, and you know, it's going to snow pretty much all day. I know it from driving in yesterday. I was in uh, Indianapolis and uh, down in Bowling Green, Ohio, and then working my way back. The South doesn't have the snow like we have up here. It's just amazing. No, it doesn't. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's, uh, we're talking about the winter. It looks like it's going to be a snowy one the way we started here. Well, the way we're looking here, um, for those in construction, they're just so thrilled to see the snow, you know. Unless they're working indoors and watching what's been happening just around the office area here and the main roads. The construction guys are trying to get it done, you know, and it's getting tougher every day. Yeah, it is. But, you know, it's, it's crazy. Every year, every year we uh, get the snow. And people forget how to drive. Well, that's true. But, you know, um, we're going to talk about driving a little later today. I'm glad you brought that up. We're going to talk about transportation in the big city, Detroit. We're going to talk about what's going on on Woodward Avenue. We're going to talk about taking the buses to the airport down the road. And uh, we've got a lot of things on the show. And But we first want to welcome all of our guests to New Radio Media. Uh, we're excited. It's a great new thing. If you'll take a look at our board behind you there, Paul. Great new logo. Got it up and going. And... Uh, so much to share with everybody. So let's go with a little history on New Radio Media. All right, let's start. Let's start the history of New Radio Media. It actually started with our show way back in 2012 on ESPN Detroit. Yes, it was. Know about that. We had our show, and uh, we had a lot of fun, two hours on ESPN, and then we got preempted by college football. Notre Dame, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, and, and the pregame show. Wiped us right off the air. So our days at ESPN <laughs> were numbered. Uh, college football was paying a little more than uh, the rest of the gang, and their advertisers really wiped us out on ESPN. But we so, gave such great broadcasts on sports. We did. We did. You know, and, you know. and, you know, we, we got wiped out. So anyways, let's go back a little bit. So let's go back about two years from now. And uh, you and I started looking for a new home for a yes, radio show. Yes, we did. And uh, we found a home, and then uh, a gentleman named Ian Benzman changed everything. Sure did. You know, and then uh, we, we talked about Ian Benzman, and we had the two of you join me at my office. We kind of sat down and roundtabled it a little bit on what do we really want to do? Where do we want to be? And we are traditionalists. Well, we're traditionalists, but we've got to listen to the millennials. So, so Ian had some kind words for me. Yes, very kind. And I'm like, say, Dad, you're uh... really nice. You're a freaking whatever. Yeah. And I said, okay. And, and, and me being a businessman and entrepreneur, I said, you know, Ian, I'm a numbers guy. Show me the numbers. Right. And all of a sudden, the numbers started piling up on my desk. The numbers of people that listen to podcasts, the numbers of streaming, and the age group that is listening online. And the audience change. The audience change. Everything. So you look at what's going on. And... Um, you know, originally we thought, okay, podcasts, it's all for the youngsters. But you know what? It's 8 to 80. And the numbers on the higher end are growing every single day. It's amazing what's going on out there. I mean, we have this little thing here. We call it a – I always called it a phone. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then this little phone all of a sudden became from my bag to a flip to part to your of your life. To, well, your life. My life, it goes in the glove box when I drive. There you go. Well, you go to but life. It does, but it does Bluetooth to my radio. Yes, it does. So let's go a little further. And so when we looked at the streaming and podcasting, the numbers were amazing. So I gave you a call. Yes, you did. And, and said, uh, we're going to build a studio. And here we are today. And we build a studio. And then we were going to just have a channel called Talking Biz, which is the name of the show. Once again, my uh, Ian Benzman said, uh, wrong again. Yeah, a little bit wrong again. <laughs> wrong like, again. Uh, he goes, you're thinking too narrow. Well, he came up with this thing called, uh, you know, geektainment. And I'm, I'm going, geektainment? He says, you know, Comic-Con, you know. Uh, you know, Grand River Road, you know, showcase, buildings. 
You ever been to Peter? I said, yeah, I went for the home and garden show. Yeah, we started talking about that, but he talked even wider. So we decided we need channels. We need channels. And right now we have five channels on new radio media. Why don't you walk everybody through our five channels? Well, if you're going to talk about the five channels, you know, we've got uh, community. Very good. Uh, where we have nonprofits. Mm-hmm. We've got arts and entertainment. You know what that's about. Yeah, I think that's pretty basic. We've got geektainment, you just mentioned. Yes. Uh, we've got. Uh, I got to remember all business. these other ones. Business. Well, business. We've got. Yes, we've health, got the business. Lifestyles. Lifestyles, which is also including health, and arts and entertainment. We got that geek team. So we got the five, right? So we'll be expanding next year into another five channels. And let's talk about. Just let's give them a taste of what we're looking to do. All right. So, so the first edition is going to be sports. NRM sports. Right. About sixty days away. Uh, this is something real interesting for the Detroit market. You know, when we did uh, new radio media. We wanted to look at the local market and go hyper-local. Right. And, and if you look at what's on other medias, and I'm not knocking that even, they're all great, uh, they lost the touch for a lot of local things. You look at the newspaper today, especially Sunday paper, no, no, very little local content. Well, did you notice that in today's paper, and I say today, the Metropolitan Detroit paper, it's branded USA Today slash local paper? Yeah, because you know what? They're, they laid off more writers at the paper recently. And uh, we'll soon be down to one paper, is my prediction. Mm-hmm. And when you read it, it used to take me at least a couple hours to go through the Sunday newspaper. Right. Now my uh, hot chocolate is gone before I get, you know, if, uh, I read the paper faster before my hot chocolate's gone. And that's pretty bad. I used to enjoy it before my Sunday breakfast. And today I skim through it, and if I can find one article, uh, that's all I expect is one good article. So we've got sports. Got sports coming on. And also the world of music. Um, this is going to be something good for the local talent and local artist. Uh, if you're a local artist out there and you want to be featured with your music, uh, we're going to be the place to be. Um, we're very close to finishing the deal on our new facilities, right? which will have a lot of room for music studios and other studios. So new musicians will maybe be highlighted on new radio media. Okay, let's go to, uh, you know, we have lifestyles, but we're talking about health and science. You know, that is real interesting. Um, this week, we got close to signing a couple more doctors uh, for shows. They're very, very interested. Matter of fact, we're going to have uh, a show called Prescription for Your Health. It was on actually a national network. Uh, now they're home coming over to new radio media. <laughs> so, it's, you know, you're laughing. Well, we are the new national network. <laughs> you're, 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 you're laughing, but you know what, Peter? You know, let me touch on something else. As media changes in Detroit, whether it's newspaper, TV, or radio, a lot of people are knocking on their doors. Yes, they are. And what's unique about it is with the transformation of healthcare today, yes, we are seeing so many opportunities, not, not just for new radio media, but for the consumer, where they can go, where they can research, identify the program they think they should be in, etc. What we're going to be able to do at new radio media is give them a new avenue for a discussion. A great platform. And, and, you know, let's talk about this and continue this big week in media this week. You know, Disney and Fox. Definitely. Uh, you know, Iger signed on until 2021. Yep. And it's interesting because let's talk about Disney. They yep. went off other platforms, and in 2018, they're going to start their own streaming platform. So, you know, it's it's going fast and furious and getting very big, and I think we're, we're riding the wave, and on local, we're leading the wave. I think that's great. We also have a couple more channels. You know, we've given them a taste of three. Okay. Um, well, talking about taste, let's talk about the restaurant channel. Thank you very much. Okay, the restaurant and food channel. 
Uh, we'll be highlighting a lot of different local chefs, mm-hmm. a lot of restaurants. Um, and, and once again, that's a big thing. Detroit has become a big restaurant town. It's huge. It's what, excuse me, that was great coffee, by the way. And we'll tell them about who our coffee uh, sponsor is later on. Did you put the 50 on. cents in the cup next to the machine? Uh, no, but I did put the plastic bottles in the container that marked plastic bottles. Good, you're hired. We got a new janitor here. I tell you, I do. Okay. I do read <laughs> the, this. The stuff. owner and the janitor. The owner and the janitor <laughs> now knows. Really I noticed that there were three containers back there. Now, yes, I'm there very, are. I'm yes. very proud of the staff here. Yeah, recycling for, here. for recycling. Yeah, we that. are. But in the meantime, um, because I'm in Midtown all the time mm-hmm. and seeing the transformation, and you know, with Selden and all the other restaurants that have popped uh, in the last two and a half years, three years. We're watching such a growth in the food industry and the service industry for people that as the cash corridor is expanding now uh, because of the uh, uh, Illich area of business, Mm -hmm. the Illich area of hockey, basketball, the residential coming, the reconstruction of Cast Avenue by roadbed and everything else, people are finding it is a pleasure to move around. What's funny, I, I went down for an event uh, last week, and I brought a friend who hasn't been downtown in years. And we're driving down Cass. He goes, this isn't Cass. <laughs> I know. It's Cass. <laughs> it's because, paved. Because it, well, not that it's paved. It, it, almost every block is almost filled. And you Correct. look at what's going on. It's amazing. But, you know, back to the restaurants. Yeah. These suburbs are taking a hit. They definitely are. A lot of suburban restaurants are taking a hit because of the variety and what's going on downtown and the amount of people going downtown to eat. They're making it a, ma- a major town. And speaking of that, um, hotels downtown. Do you know if you try to book a hotel on any weekend, what do you think the rates are for the nicer hotels? Well, um, being that I'm a Washington and New York City kind of guy, and you and I just came back from New York, um, we've got to believe that now we're around the 300 mark. 300 is the low side, Peter. Um, average hotel room in a nice hotel downtown on a weekend, not even a holiday weekend, is around $400, $450. But that's because they don't use ARP. There you go. Well, they I, don't I, use I, the ARP discount. You know, AAA, ARP, yeah, government. I've been getting. The, I mean, I, I look I, at my whole list of the things I can use. For some reason, I get the ARP card in the mail all the time, and I just for some reason I can't join it. I don't know why, but I can't join it. Well, you're not you know? fifty yet. I'm oh, fifty-seven. Okay, <laughs> I didn't get the thing since I was fifty-two, and I say, like, no, no, I'm not that old. I'm not that old. I feel uh, like I'm thirty-five. So back to downtown. Yeah, We're going to look at a lot of things going on: the restaurants, the hotels. And we're really in an exciting time. Let's 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 go into Woodward Avenue, like you would say. Well, I, I do. I, you know, in the old show, and I always like to do this. We take a drive, so you drive a lot. I do. Okay. I do thirty thousand a year. Okay. But we're going to take a drive down Woodward Avenue. We're going to start right now from the Boulevard to Jefferson Avenue. Let's and, go to the Hudson site. Well, let's go to the Hudson Hudson site. Hudson Height. Now, Hudson 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 now I'm glad you brought okay. that up. I have. You I have. have. Well, you I have, want you have my a present for me. It's oh Hanukkah. no! I want my audience to see this. Oh, what do you got for the cameras here? I have a picture of can the. Explo- can you get the camera on the? Explosion I got the explosion here. of the JL Hudson building. Can we get the yes. hammer on that? In 1998, okay, right. we blew this building up. Blew the mother down. Okay. Sure did. And below blew it, and I want to thank Gallagher at the Free Press for this. Isn't he a comedian? There's the updated rendering of the new building, and that's what we're going to talk about. You know, from the old, and my aunt used to be the book buyer for 35 years at the old Hudson's. Really? Oh, yeah. There's a book I bought that I didn't like. My Aunt Betty on the mezzanine floor, I got to tell you. We'd go down as kids. We used to take the streetcar down with my mother. Yeah, street. Was it named Desire? No, okay. it was named uh, Detroit Streets and Railways. Okay. Actually, the DSR. 
And we actually took the streetcar from Seven Mile and Woodward downtown. Okay. Anyway, we'd get down there and we'd walk Woodward Avenue and then we'd go, of course, over to the Lafayette building where my dad worked and he had to go downstairs, get a Lafayette hot dog. Did you get a Coney? Got a Coney. Not a Coney. Okay, so here's Multiple big, Coney. Okay, let's talk about this. And this is a good important orange, issue in the Benzman family. And an orange drink. Okay, so here's the big issue in the Benzman family. Or the Benzman family. American or Lafayette? Oh, Lafayette. There were three, actually. There was American State and Lafayette. Right, but where did you we, go? We, Lafayette. Are you kidding? Have you ever been into American? Yeah, we went to American. I've never been there. One time we went, I, but I we didn't like it. I mean, we, I, I, we I, I, are a Lafayette family. I refuse to go into American. One guy offered me $1,000 <clears> to eat at American one day, and I said I can't do it. But your knees were smashing each other. I can't do it. I can't <laughs> a thousand do it. We go dollars. to Lafayette. I've waited in line to get to Lafayette. I've had out-of-towners. Let's just go next door. No, I can't go next door. They thought I was freaking nuts. Isn't the same dog? <laughs> it is. Everything? It is the greatest. It's just tradition. So let's get on Woodward Avenue. Okay, so let's go. Right. Let's go back to the Hudson site. Let's we'll go. talk about a couple things. Go on. Uh, a little controversial. I mean, everything in Detroit now is a little controversial. We've got to hats off to Dan Gilbert for what he's doing. Well, the design is, is when I first saw the designs, I'm not. I'm a traditionalist. I know you are. I am. How's a tra- the Studebaker? Outside? The Studebaker okay. is wonderful. Um, look, my first car was a Rambler, so I am a traditionalist. Yeah, you are. But fucking old. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about freaking old for all you yeah, yeah, yeah. younger. This but is a, 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 a we went from a true brick and mortar area. Yeah. I'm not into the glass era. Well, wake up, Peter. It's glass time. So let's talk it's about the building. I'm gonna get a little facts. It's gonna be roughly 800 square, 800 <laughs> feet, tall, 800 square, <laughs> a billion, million, it's 800 a small feet, building. 800 feet tall. Yeah, that's 70 feet taller than the, than Pat, the Westin and the West and the GM. Yeah. And what's interesting here, and and, and no one really talks about it. Um, you know, we're talking about Amazon. And Amazon, you know, Gilbert was on uh, TV yesterday yeah. and radio stating that he thinks we have a great chance. And a lot more people do think. We, some people predict one of the top five decisions for Amazon to come to Detroit. And he's building a couple large buildings. Yes, this is not the only building. So, so he's building a couple big ones. Um, you think in the back of his mind, Amazon, is, is those, are those tenants for the buildings? Well, I, are they going to build their own building? What do you think? I think two things. One, Amazon... Likes a camp, and, you know. Every, a lot of people pre- presented a campus style formula. Okay. The Seattle property is not really truly a campus building. Well, I don't think it was planned like it was going to be planned. I mean, they yeah. just grew. They grew. So that's one thing. Number two, downtown. If you're going straight up, the only concern that a lot of people will always have, unless you live downtown, is where do I park my car? Well, that's a major thing. But you know what? People say it's a problem. Every major city has a parking issue, which is really a good problem. Right, because it shows activity, movement, et cetera. But at the same time, if I'm an employee, who pays my cost? There's a cost factor for me. Well, and, and one thing Quicken Loans has done, and, and a hat's off to them again, yep. is that they're taking care of that for the employees. Right. They worry about the employees. It, it's it's now become a thing that when you go downtown, you talk to a youngster, 90% work for Quicken. Or one of the companies. It's it's well. It's, I mean, there's no doubt. You and I have walked around downtown together quite a bit, and we see a lot of branding that uh, the Quick and Loan family will do it that way has done to the community. And it's a lot. And then you know, and hats off to the Illiches also because their growth to the city. But so let's go back to the Hudson site. Right. We got off it. So we're going to get a real tall building there. Protesters at the groundbreaking. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're again. We're going back to. Traditionalists, we're going back to why does it have to be this way? 
what is the cost and who's paying for the infrastructure, a lot of other challenges that don't make front page news. Well, you know, and there's the thing in Lansing called, they call it the Gilbert Law, which is the tax credits towards the building that a large percentage or half of the state tax that comes from anyone working in the building or living in the building goes towards the building. And as much as I believe $800 million or maybe a, a billion dollars goes back to Gilbert to help fund the building. What's your thoughts on that? Well, again, it's, it's that famous separation of how much do does public entity dollars go into a bit property versus, uh, shall we say, the let's use the Upper Peninsula staff. Okay. So you have all these um, people that live in the Upper Peninsula. What's the tallest building in the Upper Peninsula? Probably over in Marquette. What? It's not, it's not good. Okay. The snow's taller than <laughs> okay, 50 feet. Okay, okay. But the, the thing is, is that the average person is saying, why am I funding this for Detroit? What do we in Michigan get out of it? Well, That's, that's a, the challenge. Well, so we look at Michigan. So, so where's the partnership? Okay, so I'm going to lean on one side. I'll make my voice clear. Hats off to Dan. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm very pleased that that building's going up. Uh, I'm glad what he's doing downtown. When I first saw the funding mechanism they, they pushed through in Lansing, I was a little upset. But if I look at the big picture and what's going on, yeah, you're still taking a billion dollars, whether it's in financing or you're building and, and building that building. So I'm going to lean towards the side of hats off to Gilbert and his gang for building the building. Well, there's no argument. Look, it's, it's like the Illich's with uh, Little Caesars Arena. Nobody's arguing about building the property. Right. It's the revenue to build the property. Whose revenue is it? What's the rate of return on that revenue? And at the end of the day, who physically worked on it that got paid? Are they are they Detroiters? You know, are they um, lower income that we could give them a benefit? All of those things come into play. Well, there were a couple fines at the new stadium for people not hitting the percentage of Detroit workers. Uh, that was brought up again this week, and Dan Gilbert was questioned about Detroiters, and he's upset that there aren't enough skilled workers in Detroit to build his projects. So on the skilled worker side, we're going to make that a show unto itself on education and the growth of a skilled worker in the community. Why don't we bring in the union heads and everyone involved in construction? Let's make a note. Let's Let's have our producers get a hold of all the union people and everyone involved in building. Let's bring them in one Saturday morning, and let's have a whole show about skilled workers and what's going on. Make that a point. And, if, folks, if you if you have an opinion or something you'd like to hear or have, have us produce a show on, you know, drop us a line at New Radio Media um, and let us know what you'd like the topic for us to cover. So we're going back to the building with skilled workers and Detroit workers. We're getting to the point with, with engineers and with skilled trade workers, there's a shortage. So Gilbert made an idea, why are there still other people that are unemployed? And the numbers of unemployment in the urban area, especially Detroit, should not be that high. So it goes back to trade schools, goes back to training. And this is a huge opportunity in Detroit to get the, the inner city unemployment level way down. So we'll bring that up in a topic uh, down the road. Let's discuss it. I think it's a great, great topic. So we, we've talked about the Hudson side. Hats off to Bedrock and the folks for the Hudsons. And I want to go over down to... Uh, the Tiger Stadium site. Well, let's go back in time. You know, for our listeners, um, for those of you young enough, and it was called Naven Field in the old days. Before my time. Well, like I said, the you younger guys. The Ute. Um, the Utes of the, the world, of the world where yes. um, the uniforms were really made of wool. 
But um, fucking whoops, yeah, you friends, know, they wore the lambs back then. They didn't even somebody once the said that there's got to be a filter on you. <laughs> Sorry about that. But my mama raised a better kid. I know she did. Okay. Um, so we go from Navin Field to Brick Stadium. Okay. From Brick Stadium, we go to Tiger Stadium. That's the name I knew. That's the one you knew, and Much it older. was a great, great stadium. Um, you were close to the ball field in some respects. The the smell of the stadium. Literally, it's whether tough. it's whether it was from the food service of the hot dogs on the grill to, unfortunately, the restrooms on the other side, uh, the atmosphere was football and baseball. It was a joint, and it was great. And then, you know, like anything else, there is this rebirth in the community. Well, let's talk about a little more about the football games. It wasn't to watch the game. It was the challenge of getting through the cold. Yes, it was. We would go to Hudson's, grab a bus at Northland. Grab a bus, and we made sure we packed a thermos and blankets. Oh, no, no, no. We went to Cochran and K-Line parked in the lot, and we walked upstairs to Section 5 a, in the I upper deck. I was a suburban guy. Well, we're still having we, – just so everybody knows, Hudson's we've had our Miami. season tickets since 1946, as you know, and we've never given them up in the family. Now, yes, since Bobby Lane, our last great Ra, it's been – we go. And you and I go to the games. I mean, you're now a season. We're going this afternoon. We're going today. We're going to see the Chicago Bears, you yep. know. And uh, it's going to be exciting and everything else. But it is a transformation. And when the Police Athletic League got involved on this old site of Tiger Stadium and Gates Brown and all these other people, the Willie Hortons of the world, everybody came to the call, don't let it just be dirt. And the Detroit Lions yesterday pledged a half a billion, excuse me, $500,000. I would Definitely love a half a billion. We got another five, new stadium. $500,000. I'm, I'm losing my money here. No, $500,000 to the stadium. I was over there last week, and it's amazing what they have above ground over there. It's oh, it is. Really, it's, it's really come up. If people want to take a ride, go by the Tiger Stadium. Well, let's help them out a little bit. Let's get on Michigan Avenue, for those of you that aren't familiar once again. Let's go down Michigan Avenue to Trumbull. What are we driving? Uh, today, uh, well, let's take one of the uh, newer Detroit bus services. I think it's exciting that okay. the, the, the smart system and Metro Detroit have uh, worked well together to get the new buses on the road. We'll stop off there at Trumbull and uh, Michigan Avenue. Mm-hmm. It'll be on the north side, and if you want to walk around, you're going to work your way to Corktown over there. There's so much excitement going on, and even Ford Motor over there now with their new, uh, shall we say, laboratory of working on the smart cars of the future. So between restaurants and new uh, research going on, fantastic area. Oh, Corktown's but- amazing. If you go there during the summer... You'll see so many people riding bikes. Well, they got bike lane. And you believe you're in the suburbs. Yeah, they have the bike lane, which is also on Cass Avenue now, too. Yes, yes, we get so, that. So Detroit by itself um, is a challenge. Detroit, as we go by sections or districts now, is growing. And that, we're going to talk more about that. You know, every week we, we like to sample a little bit of Detroit, and we take a ride somewhere in the community. And that's exciting to watch how Detroit is transforming. But at the same time, I want to go to a little bit of a different subject because now it gets to be more of a challenge for some of our suburban friends. And um, that's the big box stores that are closing or have closed. And some have shuttered and never reopened. Some have been redeveloped into other pieces. But at the same time, a box store – and, Paul, this is, this is your field. What's well, my field? I want to take a – But a, a box store, for everybody to understand, 
is got to be at least what are we talking? Seventy, eighty thousand no, square. No, no, well, and let's, and let's greater. talk about that in a minute. Um, well, let's let's talk about it. Then I want to go back to Detroit. I got more to talk You've about. Got more, I know you do. He's okay. got. He's got. I, folks, I love Detroit. Uh, he, he does. And later on, not today. But uh, we're going to want you to get your thinking caps on because in the future there will be giveaways on our trivia section that we will be doing at New Radio Media, uh, Paul and I. So Let me the, talk about Big Box. Give me, give me five minutes. We'll go back to Big Box. Five Is minutes. fair? Five minutes back to Big Box. I want to go back downtown. Okay, let's go back downtown. Big what street am I on? We're, we're going to be going. What street am I on? We're going to the jail site. Oh, let, no, 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 no. Well, you got you, you got more than just Grash. You got Randolph over there, and it's on a V for Grash, and so people understand. You know, you've got part of the freeway. You've got the jail site. I thought that was a hotel going up. What did I know? It was Lifetime. Uh, yeah, Motel 2. Uh, they leave the light on 24 <laughs> hours, hours a day <laughs> to watch the prisoner. No, let's let's talk about Major League Soccer. Okay, okay? The b- big thing coming up next, this week. Controversial site. Now, it was going to be over there. Now the Detroit Lions jump in, and it's Ford Field is the proposed stadium or arena for Major League Soccer. Big dates, guys. Write this down. Between the 18th and the 20th of December. The next two teams will be announced. Will it be? And guess what they're doing? Major League Soccer is not going to make the announcement. The winning cities were going to make it. So it's a very interesting thing not coming I, from Major League Soccer. But I the hope they notify them ahead of time. They're going to let them know. <laughs> they're going to call, hopefully, Dan Gilbert at home at 3 in the morning. <laughs> you won. And he's going to say, great. So another sport comes to downtown Detroit. Well... There are, there are a number of cities in the running. The key for Detroit over some of the others is, statistically, Detroit is one of the number one fan-based cities on all sports. Yes. Probably one, and one of the few cities with all the sport teams. Well, let me, let me go back to 1987. 1987. 1987. Okay. Uh, yours truly was working at the Tell 12 Mall. Oh, God. At an Adidas store. At the Choo Choo Train at Christmas time, folks. I was working at the Adidas store, exclusive Adidas store at Tell 12, and Adidas made a really big push to major, major League Soccer to the Silverdome. And yours truly was involved in that program, getting the soccer there, worked the games and everything else for Adidas. And uh, it did fairly well, but the amount of money they had to spend to get people in that stadium was crazy. Wow. And they tried to push back then, but today it's different times. I mean, you look at the makeup of the Detroit population. Well, first of all, it's not even that. W- the youth, the youth, okay, from, the youth, youth from okay. 20 years ago yeah, didn't older. play baseball or football. All yeah. the kids w- went to soccer. Well, they played soccer. On the weekends, mom and dads lined up those sidelines, well, rain or shine. Well, parents are pushing their kids to soccer because of the concussions in football. A lot of parents are afraid to have their kids playing football, so they're pushing them to soccer today. So what happens next when you do that? They want to get heroes. They do. And they find heroes, and they build from there, and all of a sudden, you've got your foundation built in. Well, I'm going to tell you, you'll be the first one to know that we're going to put you on the soccer field in some soccer shoes. I played soccer in school. We're going to do that. I played soccer outies. So so Major League Soccer, next week, um, exciting announcement. Hopefully Detroit is picked, and uh, that's going to be exciting. So So go back. No, 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 no. Go back. So the 24-hour hotel. Okay, okay, so, so let's go back to the jail site. There's a couple controversies there that some people believe that Gilbert never planned on putting the stadium, the, the soccer there, that he had developments for his casino going there. 
I'm not going to jump into that. I'm just putting what other people have expressed. I thank God we got cameras on this because I'm smiling. I'm loving this line. what's, What's happening there is me being in commercial real estate, have stared at that site for years before anyone took it before the jail was going to go there and and before the momentum of downtown it's really my opinion not the place to put a jail i mean grass well, we all agree of, that grass we all agree. one of the great entries into downtown it's a, it's a great artery one of the spokes that goes in and out mm-hmm. of detroit it's not the site for it no nope. so you know so i'm going to go back to for some reason i'm cheering dan gilbert a lot this morning you are and and, and because you know what if it wasn't for him um he started the the evolution that's not going to stop. Correct. We had started with Carmanos, who took $300 million out of his own pocket, built his, <clears> brought <throat> it downtown, brought his employees, built the building, CompuWare building, beautiful building. Uh, the Illiches maybe a little before that. But Dan did something a little bit bigger, and he bought a few more buildings last week, the Buell building and a couple other buildings. Right. <laughs> but so if you look at that site, a jail doesn't belong there, and he is putting his company money on the line to say, we're going to build you another facility over by, was it Eastern Market, Midtown? You're going to go on the east side of I-75 Warren, okay. Forest Warren area. So you can go get produce, and you can visit your friends at the at prison. Well, but they get fresh food. They get fresh food because bread and water is fresh. I know. So so we got the Hudson, we got the site done with the jail site. Uh, we got that. I, I, I have a good memory still, and before it goes, uh, we're going to go back to you brought up big boxes and yes, and, I did. Retail. So, what was the what was the reason you bring up big? Well, boxes? I, I bring it up because I tried not to work on the weekends. Well, I know, but I do a lot of driving, as as you know, and yeah, our audience, year, folks, and our audience down. will know that yep. uh, more and more. And we're going to thank. I hope the you pay- deduct on IRS thirty thousand miles because it's now documented on, on the. Well, internet. they all know that. They, okay. Matter of fact, they all know who okay. I am. Okay, all right. Uh, but but the big thing is, as you drive around to different communities, yeah. you see a lot of shuttered, bigger buildings in. They're freestanding. Some are maybe an end cap to a center, mm-hmm. but as we've heard, more closings. Um, like we'll talk about Northland. That's another day by itself. But I look at some Home Depots that have closed over the years. Yep. I've looked at uh, Toys R Us now. Their yep. stores. Uh, we got one in the area over here. Yep. Westland has probably an abundant of closed large stores, but Westland now is waking up to the new downtown system, the new formula. I believe, and um, as a matter of fact, and I use Westland as an example here, that when you go down Ford Road, mm-hmm. the number of big box stores that have closed, and then all of a sudden, out of the ground coming up, you see a brand new vendor come into the community. I know what you're going to talk about. Let's let's talk about retail. Let's take a few minutes here to talk about something I know a little bit about. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he does, but at the same time, let's, let's let's talk about retail. Let's talk a big box, and let's go to Westland. First of all, the state of retail. Uh, we talked about new channels. We are going to have a shopping channel on new radio media because the shift of the internet and online shopping. Oh, and by the way, I did drive by just so everybody does know the new one million square foot. Amazon Fulfillment Center on Amrine Road in Livonia. Okay. What? If you don't, if you have nothing else to do, you might as well drive it, folks, because they just repaved the road. There you go. It's so, great. So let's let's talk about retail. Let's talk yeah. about online shopping. So, you know, I've been in the industry for many years. Um, started in my teens in the real in the in the retail. Oh, that's world. a show by itself. We'll get to and, that later. And twenty one years in commercial real estate. So let's look at look at retail. Now, everyone says the online business is killing retail. Well, let me tell you what's killing retail. That's a piece of it. 
But you know that in the United States, there's over nine square feet of retail for every person that lives in the United States. So how many? How many? Nine square feet, a little over nine square feet per person in the United States. You know what that number is in Europe? I'm waiting. I'm asking you. I'm I'm waiting. I'll be in Europe. Yes, and yes, I'll be yes, I'll be in yes, Europe yes, next I don't month want again. You counting the square foot of retail. I am. I'm counting the ceiling <laughs> tiles actually in the so, studio so, 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 to tell, get the Peter, nine Peter, square tell, feet. Tell me how many square feet of retail do you think in um, in in Europe? Well, let's say um, between Paris, Geneva, Paris, uh, Budapest, Prague. These are all the places I've just been square to. Square feet for a person, Peter. Feet. Don't I'm going to ask our board. All right, I'll, I'll go. All right, so let's go with. Let's go with. Let's go with. Let's go with about twelve. Okay, so nine in the United States, twelve in Europe. Uh, how about our camera guy over there? How many square feet? Camera guy in 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 Europe. I'll give you a hint. It's lower than the United States. I didn't give that. Well, if it's there. lower than the United, wait right, a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. Let's go here. Okay. What? Five or six. Probably. Five or six. Okay. How about over here in the studio? Uh, I'd say fifteen. No, he I can't. It's, it's lower, a lower than. You, you well, the price is right. Oh, what lower is? than nine. Lower than nine. That would be like eight. Seven. Two. Two. Okay, and Peter. I would say two. Well, no, I already gave you my number. I'm gonna say, I, gave, I didn't give you the hint. That it's lower, so well, you have a chance in that. One. Well, he already gave you two. Okay. So if it's lower than two, we're in trouble. It's not lower than two. I said it's under. It's under the United States. Okay. It's under the United States. So let's go with six. You know what, Mr. Bordop over here is we're almost real close. Two point two square feet. Wow. You win a shopping certificate wow. to Kmart. Um, so two point two square feet in Europe, nine feet, a little over ninety in. So what's happening in That's the United States? That's like a two-by-two two tile here, folks. We, um, we overbuilt. Okay, So when the Home Depots built stores everywhere, they, their goal was to block out the other guys, Lowe's and everything else. So now there's a consolidation of retail in the United States. You know, Corporate America says you got to build, 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 answer to the stockholders, and next year's sales have to be bigger than this year's sales. Well, the way to do it is more open, more units, right? That's what you would think. But they cannibalize the other <clears> units. <throat> So now between the internet and consolidation of retail, that's why you see these great amount of retail stores closing. The other part is you can't get help in retail today. Customer service is tough. No one wants to wait on anybody because the millennials like to sit behind a phone or a computer and really don't like to communicate with people. They're almost antisocial. And so sales 101 will be a big thing. So well, that's another topic. It is. I got so, it. So back to retail. So there's consolidation of retail of stores and the Internet. So it's easy to blame just the Internet, but it's not just the Internet. Now, on the other hand, there's about 3 million square feet of Amazon warehouses that will be open in the United States between next year and the year after, and that will affect the local retailer. With one-hour delivery, it's going to hit a lot of retailers, and that's something we should be concerned about. So as the consolidation of retail continues, they're closing. But there's a lot of new companies coming in, not a lot of new companies, I should say, the, these these owners are going to have to redevelop these mid-sized boxes, which is typically between 20 and 40,000 square feet, and big boxes, a little bit over 40, 60, 70, 80, 110, will have to be repurposed, but you can't open Planet Fitnesses in every one of these things. Well, no, I understand that. And, you know, the other thing, too, that we look at, and I've seen it, um, like Kroger. Let's use Kroger as an example. Yeah. Let's go to the food service. Okay, that's really an example. And we'll go to Meyer. Okay. And we'll look at Meyer and a few of the others in other shows. But basically, they started out as a let's, Meyer was a very simple store. Yes. Um, then they grew. Started as a barber shop. 
and well, I'll call it Fred and find out. Okay, good. And then from there, today you walk into the Meyer, you've got clothing, you've got pharmacy. Everybody's got pharmacy, so believe that a lot. Hypermarket. But you've got, like in, in the commerce area and others now, their wine and alcohol section, it became huge. It, the square footage dedicated. You that, huh? Well, you know, it's cheaper than the wineries. Okay. It's amazing. And no tour is required. Okay. So you take a look at all of this, and then I was down at Bowling Green, Ohio, and I walk into a Kroger store, and they have a fully staffed bar, sports bar, inside the Kroger. Sit down, get a beer, get a wine, get yep. whatever, learn about the beverages while you're mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and you walk across the aisle, grab the sandwich from the deli side now, Go there. Starbucks, of course, is in there. Mm-hmm. And this became a, uh, shall we say, a focal point stopping sec- stopping. Uh, only one problem with this, Peter. Only one? You got so drunk and you're full of food, you don't want to go shopping. Well, you know, you're supposed to go when you're hungry, <laughs> yeah, though. I know. And that's the key. They, they, they don't and, realize they're But the kicker is, the whole thing yeah. is, there's a whole clothing store there, too, now. Well, it, and it's what it is. So it's 125,000 square 123 feet 123 is the footprint. Well, the one down... 123. So let's well, talk I, about- They got gas station too. I know. But let's talk about the footage. Let's talk about food a little bit and the the industry of shopping, grocery stores. It's in a state of disarray because let's talk about where you can get food today. You get it at the gas station. You get it at the dollar store. You get it at Target. You get it at Best Buy. When you're leaving Best Buy, they got candies and beverages so they can sell you impulse items. You get food everywhere. Kroger has put all development on hold in the United States. One year ago, they were building a lot of new 123,000-square-foot stores. As of today, everything is on hold. Well, you, have, you have retailers such as Save-A-Lot. You have Aldi. Save-A-Lot was just purchased in a state of disarray. The merchants today have to carry general merchandise because when you give away food, you have to make money something else on something else, whether it's a restaurant in the store, whether it's a Starbucks in the store, whether it's a bar in the store, because... Believe it or not, food prices in grocery stores is very competitive. So when they give away eggs for 49 cents a dozen and they lose a couple pennies or milk for 99 cents a gallon, which they do at some of these stores, they have to make it somewhere. So you have disarray. There's a company called Lidl coming in, another German company coming in that is supposed to teach Aldi a lesson. So it's getting very competitive. And so, we, we have breakfast with some retailers. Yes, we do. Okay? And they're having a hard time. They're Spartan stores. Mm-hmm. They're having a hard time. They do great service to Detroit in the inner city. Fantastic. And a lot of areas where no one are. And they're beautiful stores. They, they, the Chaldean merchants got slammed so many times, and they didn't deserve it. If it wasn't for them, a lot of people would be starving or running further out to get food. But they're having issues. But let's go back a little bit. Let's, let's, t- let's downsize the box store. Let's downsize... We're building a beautiful midtown, and you know everybody says, "Come to Detroit, move into Detroit." Mm-hmm. Okay, so from Woodward Avenue and the Boulevard to Jefferson, and going out on your branches off the sides, there's no other than Whole Foods today. There's no what I call the fifteen to twenty thousand square foot grocery store like I see in New York or I see in Chicago or some of the other major communities. Now, they, those are inset stores. Same thing on the drugstore side of it. You know, we don't see, like I see a Walgreens in New York pocketed in, or I see the CVS, and I see a few others. I don't see that in Detroit. Well, and, and the reason is this is population. What's going to happen is that we've got the, the new Meyer grocery store-only concept, about 45,000 square feet, going to be in Lafayette Park on Jefferson. Mm-hmm. 
that's going to affect about three or four independent grocers down there that do a great job. That do a great job. So Meyer is going to come in with one store, 45,000 square feet, and I know owners of at least three locations down there, they're going to be affected. And so that's it. But what your concept with the neighborhood stores, local stores, and even the small stores in the, in the inner cities like New York, um, they don't exist. Downtown needs a few of those, uh, and you're going to see those popping up. But on Jefferson, it's filling in, going further east, and you'll see some of those. But there's there are grocery stores there. Let's get away from the retail <coughs> business. Um, All right, then I want to go back on Woodward Avenue. Go back on Woodward, then I want to cover a couple more things. I want to talk about the new Q line, not the pre-funded Q line. All right, so maybe it's not called Q line, but it's another transportation mode because right, Gilbert call, owns the name Q line. Well, let's do this. We have a streetcar. Call it whatever Desire, you want. Okay. Uh, runs on rail. It okay. has multiple stops. Okay. It does not run to the distance that everybody had hoped for. Nope. And um, now that the funding of it has changed yes. for the consumer. Go ahead. I'm listening. So far, the passenger, I'm, here. I, I'm not. Okay. The passenger count has dropped. The honeymoon's over. Well, it's, it's, here's the problem. And, and um, I was waiting. I went to a concert on a Sunday. And uh, I was going to the concert at the new arena. Okay. And I wanted to take the queue line down to a restaurant in Midtown. Okay. So I'm waiting, waiting. It says uh, wait time is 10 minutes. Two minutes later, your wait time is 30 minutes. And they cut only two cars on the rail. Okay? They put it down to two. I am friends with Matt Cullen on Facebook. I said, Matt, there's a problem here. You should know the concert schedule, who's going downtown, and all the cars should be running. And if you look at that, the biggest complaint about the queue line is that it takes too long. Well, that's the whole problem. Too many stops. Too many stops, not enough cars. You know, it's privately funded. They probably have to double or triple the amount of cars to make it happen. And I don't know if the private funders want to spend that money right now. And I don't think that the public understands really how the rail line works. Where the car should be versus where the line is. It's not a dedicated line. It's a floating line. Yeah, well, in, a de- so- in a lot of communities, it's a dedicated line. It goes down the center of the road both ways, does not affect traffic. Uh, the, the way it's designed today, cars can weave in and out of it. There's been accidents, bike accidents, car accidents, and, and people <clears> are going to have to learn both ways. Overall, I like the project, um, but it needs more cars. And... Um, I tried to ride it twice, and there wasn't enough cars. So that's my beast. But but you're going to talk about something else besides the queue line. What's the extension you want to talk about? I want to Peter? talk about the new bus system that will take us from downtown Detroit to Metropolitan Airport. All righty, it's well and, needed. It's needed because you got all these stuff coming. Right, in. and the great thing would be is that you get on at uh, Metro Airport. You can mm-hmm. come to right downtown uh, less than an hour. Yeah, it'll be an over-the-road style bus, so comfort will be there and everything else. It's got a lot of potential. Yes. It's uh, surprising that we are the only major city without a direct passenger service to an airport from the metropolitan area. It is. So this area, you know, and I look at this, and again, you know, we look at it out of the way people write for us. Uh, and, we, and again, this one I want to thank Eric Lawrence over at the uh, Free Press. And, he's uh, still there? Yeah, he's still there. Another week. But, you know, they, they talk about downtown in an hour. Downtown in an hour. Downtown in an hour. With stops going down Michigan Avenue and some other stuff. Some of that I find very sad. 
I would like to have seen a bus service that goes from maybe three central pickups in downtown Detroit nonstop to Metro Airport to the two terminals that we deal with on a daily basis and be done with it. Cut your time down even more. Route it up. Know your uh, flight schedules uh, so they know what the peak peak times are and go from there. We don't even have the super shuttle system in Detroit like other cities. So it's it's kind of a challenge, and yet I want to congratulate them on at least initiating a start. And there are private bus lines that are making money doing that right now. There's a couple services I noticed downtown. I'm spending a lot more downtown time on the weekends, and um, the more you sit there um, and the more you see what's going on, um, it truly is becoming a big downtown, and with all the services, it's going to take a little little longer. Um, one thing I want to mention downtown, about a few weeks ago, I, I went to an opening of a restaurant uh, the week after the grand opening called Prime and Proper. Have you been over there? P&P. P&P. You know, I sat there. Peter Perlman. I, I thought it was there Peter no, Perlman. Prime and Proper. Um, I, was, I was at the Caucus Club. Yeah, well, let's talk about Prime and Proper first. Okay. I, I want to I give a really big plug to this place because... Give a location Detroit, and by street. So How about a street we're, location? We're in, let me, let me tell you where we're at. We're at Capitol Park. Right on Capitol Park. They still okay. don't know where you're at. So tell them where it's at. No, go right ahead. Griswold and where? Keep going. Griswold and where? Keep going. Uh, I, I, the cross street is a little screwed up to me right now. Well, when you go Griswold up, yeah. if you're going up, you're going to hit Lafayette. If you go south, you're going to go State Street, and you're going to pick it up. All right, so we're going up a little bit. So right. let's just talk about prime and proper. Detroit has a new standard set. Um, years ago, it was the London Chop House, the Caucus Club, which you brought up. Now it's prime and proper. Um, Jeremy Sassoon and his group has put together a collection of not only employees and management, but food that will probably rank as one of the top restaurants in the United States, if not the world. All right, let's uh, let's back this up a little bit. Okay, okay, back it up a little bit. Why did he decide, first of all, to even open up there? Okay, so let's let's talk about his first venture downtown. Mm-hmm. Is a townhouse, right? Very successful, very good food, very good service. So he looked at a lot of locations downtown and sitting in Capitol Park. Now you got to realize, imagine I'm sitting at a table uh, with my date and I'm looking right into Capitol Park. The way Capitol Park has been developed, I sat there and I didn't believe I was in Detroit. I believe I could have been sitting in Chicago. I believe I could have been sitting in New York. Um, we're going to go down there one day, you and I, take a film crew out there, and we're going to have dinner down at Prime and Proper or lunch, and you see this view, and folks, if it's only to get the view from Capitol Park to go to Prime and Proper, not eat there, you got to eat there, but if you look at the view on a nice evening with the way things are lit up, you imagine the new Detroit. And and that, to me alone, is is worth what I paid to eat there. The service, your water doesn't go down an ounce before they fill it, uh, my date had to go to the restroom. She was escorted to the restroom, came back. The service was amazing. Detroit has a new standard, and we're going to pay it a visit, Peter. Well, that sounds great. I think that uh, Detroit is very unique in a couple of things. Um, we, we talk about uh, the old Times Square of Detroit. We talk about Capitol Park. Um, we're going to talk about the old Kennedy Square, how that's been redeveloped. Uh, we're we're going to take a look at everything. The one thing that as we get into the show more and people will get to learn more about us at New Radio Media, is that we're going to put a map up because they need to see it. Okay. They need to see 
where we're at, what we're doing, <coughs> how things have evolved, yes. shall we say, and uh, really define locations. Because we want people to enjoy a community. We want them to come down. We want them to understand it. And we're not only going to talk about Detroit. I mean, we're going to break it down as we go along in the show. I mean, we've got 364 more days of this. Okay. So, yeah. um, But we want them to see what is it like to be in Gross Point. What is it like to be in Birmingham? We've Westland. We used to do our show in Westland, as, as we, you and I know. And we went to a restaurant every Saturday morning for breakfast afterwards. And they miss us there. They miss us they there. They put a plaque on the wall, home of uh, Talking Biz or Ben's B- Biz B- back then. B- well, it was Talking Biz. Yeah. But the kicker was is that every community has a uniqueness. And we're going to reintroduce people to Ferndale again. Um, and we're going to highlight <laughs> yes. in a 15-minute segment mm-hmm. um, a different area each time. I think we'll put a roving reporter out. We'll, we'll I think we'll have a, we call them stringers okay. for those of you that okay. aren't familiar with what we do for okay. a living in here. But um, we only have like nine minutes left in the show. The time is like zipping by. The fastest hour in radio, as we always say. Two to hours say. it used to be. But, it's but, but today. today it's a one-hour show, folks. And, that, and I'll tell you why. Because the man outside decided to let it snow, let it snow, and let it snow. And canceled. Well, can you believe that? Well, here's the deal. Believe it or not, we have a car service joining us after January. It will be the official ride. And we'll announce that that a limo company has joined New Radio Media to be our official ride service. So that's coming in January, another announcement. But there's something I want to talk about for the next few minutes. You have a few minutes left. Okay. Um, but I have to do one other thing. Okay, say hi um, to who? No, we don't say hi so much okay, as hi. we sometimes have to say goodbye to sometimes. And <coughs> Oh, yeah, I know where this today, is. Today, um, the founder of the Old Arbor Drugs, who gifted the community at Wayne State University Millions with a pharmaceutical um, school of education. Eugene Applebaum has left us in this world. Well, let me talk a little bit about the business side of Eugene Applebaum, well, if you don't mind. Very quickly, here's the trivia question. Okay. Eugene Applebaum opened his first store in what city? In what city? You know, I'm going to pass on that real quick because I've got other information. Go ahead. I'm going to say... Um, do 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 Detroit, Dearborn, Michigan. Dearborn, okay. And in 1974, he collectively put together six drugstores, and he created Arbor Drugs. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. What's the number? How many stores did they get up to before he sold? I'll pass. 207. And, you know, who, did, and, the, and he, who did he sell to? So everybody so, so knows. So let's go to this CVS. But let me say something. He went up to, he at one time was the eighth largest drugstore chain in the United States. That's a fact. And Detroit maintained two major drugstores. Arbor and Perry. Right. You had little one-century drugs. You had all these other ones. But the big two players, Jack yeah. Robinson and Eugene Applebaum. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to Eugene. Legalized drug dealing. Okay. But no, Better Eugene, living through chemistry. No, but let me tell you something. I've never met the man, but I do real oh. estate deals for people who have done business and, and would work with Eugene. And the word was always a gentleman, a man of honor, and a handshake deal was what you could make with him. And and that's that's a stand-up guy to me. Um, he, he, he got hit with MS, is that correct? Multiple sclerosis, correct. Yeah, and he got hit with that, and he left this earth on the 15th of this month uh, at uh, age of 81. So I want to uh, send my condolences to the family and friends of Eugene Applebaum, a great mark, a great businessman, great philanthropist in the, in the Detroit market, 
and he will be greatly missed. Definitely will be. The community has lost a pillar, shall we say. He has. So I'm going to talk about, we only have six minutes left. Where's where's this time go? It's, it's the fastest hour in, in, in history. So I went to a unique place last Saturday night with, with our uh, chief of development and another friend. Um, as we load to develop the sports channel, we're looking for unique stuff to stream and unique situations, things. And I went to Detroit Roller Derby. Well, I gotta, I gotta tell you something about Detroit yeah, Roller yeah, Derby. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to go back um, because there were some great movies. One with Raquel Welch. Yes. If you remember that movie from the seventies. My eyes were focused on two. Kansas things. City Bomb. Yep. And then um, 19, uh, let's move this on, 2009, we had another great roller derby movie. And from a woman who supported roller derby out of Toledo at the time, she played in the movie, Mrs. Levinson. Oh, yeah. So, um, who's a young woman. Not confused with Mrs. Robinson. She was only, at the time, 87 years old. And on roller skates. Can you believe that? She was great. She's great. So let me talk a little bit about Detroit Roller Derby. Can we can we see that? Yeah, you, you see, here's the book. You can see it. But let's let, see, let me talk I, I, about. I this. want them to see the book. Yeah, I, I showed them the book. Well, okay. I know. Okay, so let me talk about your. You know, everyone thought I was cuckoo in, in, in radio media when I brought up roller derby, but folks, it's an amazing thing that's going on right now at the Masonic Temple. Uh, roller derby is is amazing. It's a culture. It's 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 a personality. It's got a lot of things going on. You know, such different different teams and all this stuff. So we went and we met a lot of the people involved. Now it's a nonprofit organization. Do you know that, Peter? Love the girls. Okay. Do you know it's a nonprofit Love organization? The girls. Okay. Do you know it's a nonprofit organization? Yes, I do. Everyone in the organization works the game. So if you're not in the first bout, uh, you're working outside in the field and taking tickets and going doing things. And we got to know a lot of the personalities this this last weekend um, about roller derby. You know, there's there's engineers from GM, there's lawyers, there's TV personalities, and then there's a youth league. So if you look at that, and then we got so involved that they invited us to the after party. And um, we got to know the girls even more at the after party. And this is a culture, this is an organization that we would like to immerse ourselves in. And and I think we get the deal done and a contract done in the next month or so. Uh, Hopefully we can get the rights to stream Roller Derby in Detroit, uh, help them build it. Right now Masonic holds 1,140 seats for Roller Derby. Uh, we were told that they had a weak crowd the night we were there, but they normally sell out. And you got to listen and you meet the women that are involved in, in roller derby, and it's a heck of an organization. Oh, roller derby is unbelievable. And what people don't realize is that Detroit had a roller derby team back in the late 60s, early 70s. Mm-hmm. That was very, very strong. And that's when uh, the film industry bought into it and everybody else. And it was on television. We would watch it all the time. So... It had it, it evolved, and then like everything else, it went by the wayside, and now it's making a great comeback. It's, you know, they're, there's, they're in mid Eastern countries, they're in Europe, and I was told by one of the skaters that it's one of the fastest growing sports. And I didn't know this. I mean, I was educated and met people, and I walked away, and the next morning I said, Wow. And, and Joshua Rott, who's now at our company Correct. and, and heading development, um, was very questionable going down. And I brought a friend of ours who used to answer phones, Eddie Biederman, mm-hmm. with us. Yes, we and, and And they're laughing at me when I said, where are you going tonight? I said, we're going to roller derby. And he said, no, you're laughing. I said, no, we're going to roller derby. 
And and these guys were also on my side when we left and said, this is something that's in Detroit that no one really understands and knows. And um, I, 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 I couldn't get to sleep. I got home at 2 o'clock, and I'm thinking, this was something else tonight. So another hidden gem in Detroit that uh, we're going to hopefully bring out and, and, and get involved with them and, and promote them and stream them. And uh, you'll go down with us one night. Oh, yeah. in the, other, the other gem, you know, we talk about it, and uh, we share this with other people, and I've talked to... Uh, uh, matter of fact, even my son, who is in sports management, is minor league baseball. Yep. Oh, no. It's, and yep. it is like growing leaps and bounds. And we at New Radio Media um, have looked at that also for sports. And as we gather things together, we're going to talk more on the sports channel about high school sports. It's blossoming, where it's going, where is the downfall at the collegiate level, and what makes minor league or Class A sports the new venue of the day? And that's what's going to happen. Uh, you know, we're going to have some guests from Roller Derby coming in in the next couple of weeks. One had to cancel this morning because of the snowstorm. Um, Peter, I'm looking at our clock. Almost a minute and a half left. That's it of an hour. All right. And the one thing I want to just say to everybody, you know, we're so excited. We've, we've got a lot of contracts that we've just initiated with a number of people that will be joining us at New Radio Media. And uh, we're going to tease you with no names because we love to do that. Well, let me, but, let me tease you. Um, just had lunch with one of the top anchor people in Detroit news, TV news. And um, it was a mutual street. He, he understood that where media is going, uh, he's very involved in social media. We're friends on social media. Um, it looks like he's going to be on our network. And, and I was blown away once again yesterday that here's the top news guy in the city excited to come here. And we had another one, another channel, different channel. Right. Believe it or not. In the next two weeks, we will have someone major from all three TV stations involved with new radio media. So very quickly, we only have like about 35 seconds left of the the fastest hour. If you want to see who we are, where we are, join us at www.newradiomedia.com or or download our app. Thank you very much on the the Google or Apple. And you got to do this. And people, it's NRM Streams. Don't put a space between NRM and Stream. It's Stream with a Z. NRM streams drop. Download our app. And Peter, I'm going to tell you, we're going to have a, we're going to have a contest for the twenty thousandth thousandth, I should say, app downloader. Uh, Ten seconds left, Peter. This is my favorite. I, I'm glad we're back. I so am I. So for uh, Paul Benzman, I'm Peter Perlman, and thank you for joining us at New Radio Media. Good boy, folks.